When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I could talk about the offensive coordinator. I could talk about the head coach. I could talk about the NFL draft. I could talk about players who are bad and need to be replaced, players who are awesome and need to have their contracts extended, and none of it is going to interest you anywhere near as much as what I'm bringing up today. Guarantee it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Tony Romo. There, I said it. You're glued. You're fascinated by this subject. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. I can tell you in advance that this doesn't interest me in the slightest. I could not care less who is announcing a football game or what they have to say. But no matter what, no matter what, you're going to be more in tune with this than with almost anything else that I bring up. And it's going to be proven. Mark my words. You'll see it in the comment section where we house this podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. You'll see it in the comment section on YouTube. You'll see it everywhere that the thing goes. It'll be this and that and Romo and Greg Olson and such and such guy. And this guy doesn't have it. And Al Michaels wasn't excited enough and whatever else blows my mind. I just don't get that. Many, many years ago, I'm going to date myself here. It's like 25 years ago when I was at the Post-Gazette. Someone came up with the idea to augment our Steelers coverage as a staff by having a columnist write full-time a breakdown of how the announcers did. And like I was a kid and I still thought that was completely wacky. Like I didn't think that was like some new, wow, awesome, yeah, this is something that newspapers should be doing. I thought it was insane. Okay. But you know what? That column was written by Chuck Finder, was one of the most read things in there. In the whole section, we'd have volumes of stuff about how the players did, coaches. Uh, I was one of the people covering the games. You know, I was doing the, I was real low on the totem pole at the time. I was just doing the visiting team. I'd go to their locker room and work the angles from the other side. But this thing was eating it up. Everybody was talking about this. And that's never changed. That's never changed. Look at Twitter during an NFL game. Any NFL game. It can be regular season Thursday night crapola. And the top trend is going to be Mike Tirico or Chris Collinsworth or whatever. And you're like, are they even playing this game or are we just going to grade the announcers? How is it that the announcers have become such a big deal 
that they're now making more than almost all of the players they're covering. Really? What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. So the championship weekend comes and goes, and as always, even though you had at least one of those two games was really good, the other one I found entertaining, the NFC game, just because I really enjoy watching the Eagles play. But you had, you know, you had real live back-to-back championship games. And what ended up becoming the trends and the discussion points? Announcers, announcers, and announcers. And even the only announcers who go down to the field ended up becoming a big deal because Terry Bradshaw, for the five zillionth time in his life, made a fool of himself. And he actually kind of did. And everyone talked about that. And everyone talked about and wrote about. I saw articles about how Romo is slipping. His game is not what it was. This was actually, there was a headline that said this, like trying to explain the decline of Romo. Guy's only been doing this for like, what, three or four years, right? Something like that. I don't pay that close attention to it. But the decline? Just, Just talking about football. And of course, there can't be a decline without the next big thing coming along. And that's Olsen. Everybody loves Olsen now. Olsen is outstanding. Olsen is the guy we love. Maybe in three or four years, we'll be explaining the decline of Olsen. And then we'll also be trying to explain why Al Michaels, who called the miracle on ice, wasn't going completely berserk over something that happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Look, I don't have a broader point here other than this. If you don't like what you're hearing on your television, turn it down. I don't mean down like to seven or eight on your volumometer. I mean, turn it all the way down. I don't care how this comes across, but I don't ever have TV sound up on those occasions when I'm forced to watch a game on TV. I, I just don't. I I prefer to take in the game on a home television the way that I would from the press box, which is there's never any audio of any kind. The televisions are split in an NFL press box, by the way, between the network feed and an in-house stadium feed, none of which ever have audio on. So we're just watching the game. We're watching it as if we're, you know, sitting on the 50-yard line, only we're not freezing because the press boxes are mercifully indoors. And I prefer to take that same approach. Now, I understand why others might not, particularly when it comes to explaining penalties and don't even get me started on having the referee consulted on every other play. Gene Steratore, there was a flag there for holding. Uh, Can you please explain why they would make that call? Gene says, "Uh, because that guy held that guy. All right. Thanks, Gene. This it's like everything is so over the top with this stuff. Um, You know, it's still just football. It's still just football. I am terribly unqualified 
to get into critiques of Romo and Olsen and Collinsworth and whatever. But I feel pretty comfortable sharing a viewpoint that they're nowhere near as relevant as what it is that they're describing. Now, we're going to take a break here and come back from J1Q, and you can go running to the comments and tell me what you think of these guys. Just know in advance that I really don't care. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. comes in from Chris who says, DK, I enjoy the show. Sticking to the subject that came up in the Tuesday J1Q, do you think that Pat Meyer can help Chooksacorafor improve? My answer to that is a two-way yes and yes. And all caps with little fireworks shooting out of all the letters and everything else. On one hand, what Meyer did What he achieved in the 2022 season should have gotten him internal coach of the year. And yes, even more so than the head coach. Because he took the positional group that had been cast in the greatest doubt, including by yours truly, and I'm guessing an overwhelmingly large percentage of everybody who's listening to this, and he helped turn them into what Kenny Pickett correctly described just a couple weeks into the second half of the season as our team's greatest strength. And when he said it, nobody laughed, nobody giggled, nobody rolled their eyes. Why? Because at that time, those guys were just getting it going, and you started to see little bits and pieces, particular of the run game, come together. And you started to see the occasional play. And then you started to see the occasional drive. And then you saw them actually drive on the first drive. And little things that you hadn't seen before. And then it was one touchdown. Then it was two touchdowns. And then, holy heck, it was three. That's driven, I believe, mostly by the progress of the O-line. And when you talk to the guys on the O-line, which, as you know, I do a lot, They'll point right to Coach Meyer. James Daniels, whenever I was having a discussion with Chooks, this was in Charlotte after the game against the Panthers. And I asked Chooks, you know, where things are headed, whatever with the team and, uh, and how the, the line is progressing and everything else here. James Daniels is sitting next to him and says, Coaching. And I go, Excuse me? <laughs> I look over at him and he goes, Coaching. And Chooks jumped in and said, yeah, coaching, just write that down. (laughs) That was the whole interview, by the way, which incidentally is more than I get out of Chooks in a normal situation. They believe in this guy. They followed him. They knew they were in trouble after the first couple of weeks. 
They accepted that they needed to get better. They accepted that they needed to get better in unison. And from there, you know the whole story. Najee Harris gets involved in the bye week, and everyone comes together as far as the running game goes. I also happen to believe that there is just so much raw material from Chooks himself that Meyer has to work with that he can find a way to have Chooks utilize just his natural size, athleticism, brute strength. The guy is just freakishly strong, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. And simplify his game maybe to the point where he's not falling for this or that and instead just focuses on a single individual to line up with and says, hey, all I got to do on this play is stop this guy. That's it. I don't have to worry about this stunting that's going on over here or whatever else. I'm not in a great position to tell you that Chooks needs to add this component and add that component and make sure that he's picking up this and that and that hot blitz and whatever else that's going on over there. But I can tell you convincingly that if you just line him up against another person, he's got an excellent chance of winning. And that's where the Steelers, including Matt Canada, need to make sure that he's being utilized. Uh, If that sounds like handicapping him or whatever else, hey, so be it. The goal is to move the football. And if Chooks is getting beaten because he's getting uh, you know, confused or not picking up the right guy or whatever else here, then it's incumbent on the coaching staff to adjust to that. And, of course, for Chooks to get better. But, yes, my answer is a double yes. Meyer can make it happen, and Chooks can make it happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And, by the way, my principle applies to the show, too. Like, you can actually enjoy Daily Shot of Steelers with no sound. You don't even get the, uh, the 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 awesome music intros that we have to each segment. You can just have the sound all the way down, and we'll write volumes about it, analyzing it. Ah, whatever. We'll do this tomorrow. 